I'm Kimberly C. Paul. Today we talk with John and Michelle Braddock. This couple created a resource for families that was born out of a personal experience. It's a website that will radically change how we prepare for our own end of life. How do we become the architect of our own destiny? Throughout two decades of working with the dying, I think I've discovered the secrets to dying well in America. We must learn to build the pathways to our last chapter, to create the blueprints that reflects our individual lives and values. Knowledge is power, and if we desire a death that reflects our life, we must become the designer. Today we're welcoming the dream team, John and Michelle Braddock. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. This online solutions my life and wishes. Um, it didn't come out of just living daily life. It came out, Michelle, because you had to deal with so much stuff uh, when you lost your father. Can you tell me a little bit about that experience? Absolutely. And, and first of all, let me say that, you know, you go through a lot. Um, you know, and until you've been through this, you can't even really imagine what you end up dealing with and the experience that actually follows Um, your loved one's passing. Um, Now, my father was 88 years old when he passed away, and he passed away unexpectedly. And and I say that because he wasn't in a hospital or hospice. He wasn't even sick or ailing. Um, He basically felt tired that day and wanted to sleep in. So my mother, having gone up to their bedroom to check on him, found him lying on the floor. And my sister, who lived with them at the time, tried to resuscitate him. You know, emergency responders were called, but he could not be revived. And he died that day, which was actually my parents' 63rd wedding anniversary. When you told me that the other day, uh, it was, wow, that must have been really tough for your mother. Right. And it, it is. And, and it will continue to be, you know, every, every Labor Day, you know, that's, that's what we think about. Well, and your father, he was 88. But you say it was still very unexpected. And you know, when you don't have that long, like, oh, my loved one is ill and getting ready to pass away, you were in shock, correct? We were. And what happens is, you know, he died in the home. So, you know, things happen very quickly. You know, a a coroner's called. You have to start making decisions um, that you can't even imagine that you would be sitting there having to make. Um, First one being, where where does his body go? What what funeral home are you going to call? And and these are immediate issues. You know, does he want to be buried or cremated? What type of service are you going to have? Are you going to have a funeral? Are you going to have a wake? Is it going to be open to the public? Is it is it going to be a private family matter? Um, is there a church, you know, or is there a certain pastor you want to preside over a service? You know, everything from right down to what songs do you want? What readings do you want at the service? You know, are there going to be pallbearers? You know, what about a eulogy? Who, who writes that? Who, who do you want to write the obituary? Um, you know, and not to mention the task of going to pick out a casket. Or, or an urn. And this was all a shock to you? This was all a shock. And we, we hadn't talked about it. My father was a very private man. And so we're, we're making all these decisions, really not knowing if this is what he would have wanted. 
And the more we started talking to people, the more we found that this is what most people experienced. They just didn't know what to do because it hadn't been talked about. So tell me, how was your mother through this process too? Were, were you the main person handling all this side of that? Or, I mean, was your mother, was she aware of where everything was? Um, no, to answer your question. You know, they, they were uh, an older traditional family where dad did all the finances. Mom really hadn't written a check, paid a bill, you know, in their 63 years together. So, you know, we found ourselves, you know, sitting at the funeral home and getting a bill for, hey, this is what all this stuff is going to cost. And, and if you know anything about funerals or, or have had to be a part of this, it's 15000 or more. So, you know, the immediate question there, and this is just a couple days after the passing is, wow, how, how are we going to pay for this? And, you know, geez, mom, did, did dad have life insurance? You know, um, how, how much money do you have in your checkbook, in your savings account? You know, we start finding ourselves asking us the questions. Yeah, is there life insurance? How much? And do you know where the policy is or policies? Um, are there social security benefits or veterans benefits? Um, he worked for uh, the same company for a number of years. So were there pension or retirement benefits? And, and, and what about a will? You know, geez, mom, do, do you and dad have a will? And, and where is that? And unfortunately, she just didn't know. And, and she's grieving. So she doesn't really care about all this stuff. She can't really even comprehend what, what's happening to her life at the moment. So that launched us into a quest of finding all this stuff. So you mentioned uh, the story of going to the safe deposit box and finding your father's last will and testament. What was that like? Um, you you were tell me a little bit about where where that was. How updated was it? Well, um, we did find that he had a will, and it wasn't a safe deposit box, but we had found the key to the safe deposit box, which was from a bank that didn't even exist anymore, and so. You know, my husband, he's calling around to try to figure out what this bank is today, whatever happened to this bank. Um, so that took time. We found the bank. Um, and as you know, a secure safe deposit box, you know, we just can't access. Um, so I have to drag my mother along. So so after a while, we did get into the, to the safe deposit box, found there was a will. But reading through it, my husband told me, he said, Geez, hon, you're going to have to go live with your aunt and uncle in Milwaukee because it hadn't been updated since 1963, and that's what they said I was supposed to go. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it is important to have a will, but it's just as important to keep it current. So, and and it was your basic, I love you, Will, everything goes to mom. So, you know, it's helpful. Um, But again, you know, just launching into having to find and locate all these things, you just don't know until you find them. And you said it took you 10 months, almost a year to find everything, find closure with just the the paperwork of someone dying. My father told us that, you know, if something ever happened to him, that everything we needed to know would be in his desk drawer. Well, <laughs> 
we started searching through boxes of files, file cabinets, his entire desk and his office at home, um, trying to figure out he kept everything. So you have to figure out what's in force, what's not, which, as you can imagine, requires countless, countless telephone calls. Um, and actually, my father, for being his age, did a lot of his managing accounts and bill paying online. So then it's trying to read passwords, decipher um, security questions, uh, websites, just, just the complexities of all that and having to ask my mom, mom, what was dad's best friend's name? You know, what was dad's, you know, favorite car? Um, so all those things have to be done in their home because you just have to locate all these things. Um, you know, if, if I could, it's, it's, you know, observing this, it was like the most intense scavenger hunt you could ever imagine, you know, a person embarking on. Um, you, you almost need to be an investigator to find everything um, that's out there. And sadly, um, and Ted at 88 was using online services and things. Um, and, and many don't, which still makes the scavenger hunt very difficult. But, um, you know, the baby boomers and then into our, uh, you know, millennials and, and down, our lives are digital. And there's, there's so much out there that it's a situation that is so avoidable, yet it seems that everybody goes through the same thing. Well, that brings me, you, you must, John, you saw your wife being this investigator, but also at the same time trying to be a support system to her mother and her sister, but also grieving too through all of this. So when did this idea of how can I help with, with organizing all of this to make it simpler? I'm sure you investigated to see if there was something even out there, first of all. You know, it's interesting, um, you know, watching her go through it, you know, obviously is very difficult. Um, you know, the stress, um, the amount of time, uh, fortunately, um, we had our own business, uh, because you can imagine when you're trying to contact, um, you know, financial institutions, banks, insurance companies, the only times you can contact them is during normal business hours. When she'd come home, she'd be stressed. She felt guilty because she'd be on her way up to her mother's to dig through things. And as you know, I think many of your listeners are probably aware, uh, when you lose a family member, um, others who have lost family members, you know, issue their condolences and they want to talk and those kind of things. And what was very interesting to me was that as we go through that process, they want to tell us their story. Like, oh, yeah, I remember when, you know, my uncle Bill passed away or, or something like that. And one afternoon I was sitting thinking, which I spent a lot of time during this period just quietly thinking. And it was like, you know, people have been around for hundreds of thousands of years. I think we can all agree at this point that one out of one of us are going to die. And yet, you know, we we as parents talk to our children um, as they're growing up about 
manners and please and thank yous. And we talk to them about peer pressure. And when they get a little older, we talk to them about drugs and alcohol and safe sex and all these kind of things. Yet the one thing that we never talk to people about, our family, is the one thing that absolutely is going to happen. I'm going to die. And I thought to myself, what do I want the experience to be like for our kids if something happens to me? Do Because our kids who are just graduating college would have no idea where to even turn to figure anything out. And so my first thought was there needs to be an organizer, at least one place where people could put everything, you know, concisely together. And so I had published a couple of books previously. And so I made the decision I would write an organizer and we would publish it, which we did. And our intention was to just take it to our clients and say, look, just get people organized for the sake of their families. And our clients were like, oh my gosh, you know, this is, this is awesome. And they were starting to buy them from us and giving them to all their employees. And these are large employers, five, 600 employees. Um, but quickly we realized that because things change frequently, you have to use a, a good number two pencil with an eraser to make changes. Um, we kept coming up with more and more things that need to be in there. And then ultimately, you know, who's going to find that, that book? Is it going to get tucked away or somewhere else? And so bringing this to the web um, became the only viable solution to really make it easy for people wherever they are, be it if I'm sick and need an advanced directive or I pass away and the kids want to know, uh, you know, dad want to be, you know, <laughs> buried or cremated. Um, and so the, the phrase that... Uh, that we seem to be grabbing hold of is it's as simple as click here when I die. I think that's amazing. And I, I have, I have been out there. I've been in the, with hospice for 18 years. And when I ran across your online solutions, which is a great website, um, I, have never seen anything like it before in, uh, I knew when I first saw it that you you had had to have a personal experience. And in all of the things that you were lost or dead in, couldn't find this, you really have allowed it to to organize it in a way that it's not scary. So tell me, creating this, it must have been a feat. How did you go about just figuring out all of this. I know you have the personal story, but when you, you can't take a personal story and make it digital overnight. I mean, how did you go from the story to the workbook or your organizer to a digital online solution? Well, it was really born out of, um, you know, we're, we're entrepreneurs. Um, we, we've had businesses through time. Um, you know, the simple analogy of an entrepreneur is someone that finds a problem and creates a solution. Um, and so we wanted to create a solution that would work. Um, neither Michelle or I possess the, uh, uh, the coding uh, and, and technology requirements to build this ourselves. So we embarked uh, on the mission of uh, uh, doing the due diligence on numerous development companies, um, boiled that down, spent 
an enormous amount of time with them, uh, going through every phase of building um, not only the website, which is highly educational, but the back-end application, which is a secure online platform, to make it very simple and intuitive for anyone, regardless of their technological background, to be able to go in and enter their information in very logically, step by step. The process itself took us um, just over one year from, wow. from engaging the development company to, to launch. Well, the other piece to that, too, is you know our background in the insurance and financial industry. I mean, we've both worked in that industry for 37 years. And so we have spent an inordinate amount of time educating employees and talking to employees, um, tens and thousands of employees, on benefits and financial matters. So that knowledge coupled with, you know, our personal experience really helped us design this thing um, to be able to know what components to put in because we know how life insurance works. We know how retirement benefits work. We, we know what happens, you know, in those situations. So that that was unique to us that I, I, I don't think other, you know, experience in other industries, you know, people. You know, we had uh, <clears throat> one of the things that really brought it home for me was uh, a gentleman who helped us uh, on our website where we have our video actually uh, when he asked on the front end what is it that you guys are, are doing and building and kind of explained it to him he said you know I really wish that I had known mom wanted to be cremated before I buried her and it was really from that that moment on that uh, you know it really became our purpose is that, you know, if, if you can, it, you know, at 54 years old, all of a sudden say, you know, I think my mission or purpose in life is to help people understand that it doesn't have to be difficult for your family after you pass. The emotional side is always going to be there, obviously, and the grief, but the ongoing uh, stress can be, you know, eliminated. And since, since that day, we said, all I want to do is help one million families not go through what we went through. Wow. So where are you with that goal? Because I know you guys just launched. Was it April? Um, yeah, actually, we went live in uh, May mm-hmm. um, uh, with the site. Um, we're not close to a million yet. <laughs> uh, you will be. I promise but, you, you will be. Soon. But you know, we, we figured, you know, again, we all agree everyone's going to die. And it's a process, really, as, as you well know, with what you're doing and trying to, to get the world to wake up uh, to things. And, you know, with, with great people like you, and hopefully we can assist, uh, and there'll be others out there, too. It, it's an educational process. You know, Kimberly, the one thing that that I came up with that I really like is, and, and I don't know if it'll ever stick, but the words death etiquette, hmm. which by definition, you know, would mean being thoughtfully prepared to ease the family's burden following my passing. You know, people still fear this whole end of life to the point that they 
are paralyzed to even begin to think about preparing. I mean, right down to even having these hard conversations when you're even healthy. Let's not talk about it. You know what I want. And I really feel like our missions are very much the same. I want to empower people to design their end of life. But I think an element of that is is the aftermath of after I'm gone. I surely don't want my family having 10 months not knowing where things are. Um, and I, I want to leave letters and I want to, you know, possibly do videos. So tell me about some elements on your website, my life and wishes that are really cool and unique um, that are appealing to individuals because I will say this, we are moving, if not already there, we're in a digital world. And I want to access my information no matter where I'm at. I, I'm a big traveler. And I want to know, um, gosh, if I'm in an accident, if my family members have access to something on the internet. Um, so talk about the elements on, on this site, but also talk to me about, I don't want everybody in the world to know this information. Talk to me a little bit about, you, about the security that you, you've provided on the back end. We want to talk about um, a couple of things on the site. Let, let me just address there, there's different sections to the site. You know, there's your personal information. There's a section on, you know, your funeral planning and your last wishes. There, there's a section for healthcare directives and then your financial insurance accounts and that sort of thing. So we've really categorized things for people, um, made it easy for people to complete those sections with, they don't have to think up anything on their own. You know, there's checklists and drop downs and yes, I have this and here's where it is. And, you know, if you want to put your account numbers in there, that's fine. But if you just want to put in there, hey, I have insurance with, you know, XYZ insurance company, that, that's a great help just knowing that. Um, so you can really utilize a site as much or as little, you know, as you want, whatever your comfort level is. The, the nice, one of the special features, I think, is that. You know, things that have to be accessed immediately, such as your healthcare directives, such as what you want to have happen, you know, as far as funeral arrangements, you can assign people as designated viewers, which means they can go in and they can see your stuff. They can't add anything. They can't change anything. But I could give, as an example, my sister access to mom's healthcare directives. That way, you know, and we travel a lot. If I'm gone, she can pull up that information from her smartphone. You know, if, if there's a, a funeral and, and, you know, you live out in a different state, you know, that, that your loved one lives in, you can pull up this information and share it with whoever you want uh, just through, through your phone. Well, you know, the biggest problem with advanced care planning right now with healthcare directives is that there's still paper. And guess what? You just made them mobile. And I think that is probably one of the biggest things um, that people are struggling to do. And you just solved it. You just solved it. And I think that so many people are like, what about an app? What about this? And here we have the site, My Life and Wishes, that all you have to do is fill the information in. And you, like you said, do you, do you have an app on the, or do you go through the internet on your smartphone? Just through the internet. Actually upload the documents. And have the documents right there. That's amazing. One of the great features is the fact that, you know, instead of the massive scavenger hunt within within ours, you know, God forbid something happens to us, our children click here when we've died. Now they know what our funeral directives are. The life insurance policies we have that are active, copies are uploaded. 
which makes it simple for them to pull down. They have all the information they need. Copy of the will is there. The advanced directives are there. Um, you know, all the banking information, credit card information, it's all there. I love it. I love that. It's amazing. Our storage this time is unlimited, which is a huge feature. So you can upload your, your documents and, and keep it organized. What also makes ours unique is that it's a it's a joint account so that um, for the for the price of fifty nine dollars a year, Michelle and I share an account where I have my sections, her sections and our joint sections that we can work with, whereas uh, as opposed to us each buying one for fifty nine dollars. And tell me a little bit about that fee. What does it cover? Is it just access to every element of the online solution, storage? I mean, all of those a- aspects? Absolutely. Um, you know, if I, in the restaurant term, it covers everything from soup to nuts. There's, cool. there's, there's nothing left out. Um, in terms of security, um, our developer's uh, background, he's actually former military intelligence so his, his job was to try and crack code. Um, so when I was talking to my bankers about our, our program, they wanted to know how secure our platform was. Um, a little shocked when I told them it was a lot more secure than the platform that they use, where I go out online to look at all my bank account information. <laughs> right, right. You know, we use zero knowledge uh, security, which means no one, at my life and wishes will ever be able to see any information that anyone puts in there. Only you, the person that enters it, or your authorized viewer or co-owner can see that information. We can retrieve passwords, uh, help with lockouts and those kind of things, but no one can ever see the information. We utilize uh, complete end-to-end encryption uh, with the latest uh, you know, security protocols so that it's encrypted on the way up it's encrypted at rest, it's encrypted on the way down, and the encryption code is unique and distinct to each individual user, so that even though Michelle and I both share an account, her encryption code is different than mine. Oh, wow. The encryption code itself for each person is the essentially the equivalent of 614 characters long. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> So we knew that if people are going to put their life out there, which is important, that it had to be secure. But yet we also built this in mind for those who might still not trust any kind of security. They can still say, I bank at this bank. I'm insured with principal or prudential or whomever. And at least it provides that path, which if any other individual in the world got that information, I'll do them no good. But it certainly saved months of time on the family's part. I love it. So tell me the website they need to go to to access this online solutions that I really think it's going to radically change how people prepare for end of life. And I, I hats off. So tell me the website. It's uh, www.mylifeandwishes.com, and that's and, A-N-D, not an ampersand, mylifeandwishes.com. The website itself is loaded with information. We have a couple of, uh, I think, two blogs that get posted every week, um, resources for those looking for advanced directives. They can go to their state-specific forms from our site, get all the information, I encourage people to uh, click on the free trial. There's 30-day free trial. 
um, to check it out, see how they like it. The price point of $59, um, the reason uh, that's there is that, you know, obviously um, we can't make the site completely free. Um, because it costs money to have a site. And the only way organizations can provide things for free is if they sell your information. And we're not in that business. So we have to have a charge. We've had many say, wow, that's such a great price. It be, you know, I'd pay two or three times that. Well, and maybe they would, but our goal is to make our platform available to everyone, not just those that can afford it, and for $59 a year, the equivalent of, you know, two Starbucks coffees a month, this will fit into the financial means of anyone. I totally agree. And I say this to both of you. Um, I'm so sorry this has come out of a personal loss. But I think that because it has come out of a personal loss, Michelle, you guys have created a product that I, I tell you, I'm going to sign up my family and friends are going to benefit from this. And I thank you. Uh, again, it is www.mylifeandwishes.com. Check it out. If anybody wants more information, I tell you, you go right through their site and you have a contact with John and Michelle and you can just ask them any questions. They're open and they're doing it for the right reasons. And I'm telling, I'm, $59 is not a lot of money when it comes to months and months of just stress trying to find out where all of this stuff. Thank you so much for what you're doing. I believe in what you're doing. I love the end product. I think you guys are on to something and I believe you're radically going to change how people plan for end of life, which is awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Kimberly. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, you're the designer.